The ABC's Word Wizard, the Lord of Language. A word in your ear with Professor Rolly Sussex. Yes, he's here on a new day at a new time. The ABC's Word Wizard, Rolly Sussex, OAM, Emeritus Professor of Applied Language Studies at the School of Languages and Comparative Cultural Studies of the University of Queensland. Here, willing and able to talk to you about words, language and linguistics. one three hundred triple two six twelve is the number. You're just back from wonderful Winton, Rolly. I am. How no. was it? I was there for Australia Day. I'm an Australia Day ambassador and the Premier sends 40-something of us out to various parts of Queensland to give a talk about what's special about Australia and to hand out citizenship certificates, if any, oh, and, to, and to do things with the local community. And it's one of the best bits of the year. I really look forward to it. That would just be so life-affirming. It was. Well, mm. went to Longreach, drove from Longreach to Winton. There was a certain amount of water lying around. <laughs> oh, right. Overnight, it rained. Oh, dear. And it rained. Oh, dear. And it rained. Oh, no. And by the time I was ready to leave, the road to Longreach was cut in either four or six places <gasps> and without a regional airline I wouldn't have got out at all but Winton has got its act together they've got the Wals Walsing Matilda Museum it's been rebuilt uh, they've got the in particular the Dinosaur Museum which they're building a, a big new natural history one and it is going to be a major centre for natural history and dinosaurs and prehistory uh, a place where people can come nationally internationally and they've they've identified the grey nomads aren't the only a market they're looking for. They're looking for schools and school parties I'd doing love study to tours. Take my family to Winton. You should. Yeah. It's because Winton itself is fairly flat, but there's a thing called the jump up, and the jump up is a, a set of hills about 150 feet high. You get up there, and all of a sudden you've got this magnificent panorama of the country around. You can see a storm over there and sunshine in somewhere else. And the folks are really, really marvellous. So I, I had the best time in Winton. Hi to all of my new friends in Winton. They were, they were terrific. And I recommend anyone, if you want to go to a place that's warm and open and has got lots to show, and also lots of nicknames. Yeah, okay. I was waiting for the segue. So we are talking about nicknames today. Yeah. And I'm delighted because I have a pet peeve uh, relates to my name, my nickname, and we'll get to that in a moment. Mm -hmm. why, why the relationship between nicknames and Winton, though, Rolly? Well, I met a lot of people there who had nicknames which had nothing to do with their ordinary names. Okay. And in fact, there is a distinction between a diminutive and a nickname. A diminutive is like cat from your full name, okay. or Rowley from Roland, and ah, so on, right? So the thing Where, I'm annoyed about is a diminutive and not a nickname. A, a diminutive, a diminutive yes. is a friendly, shorter, sometimes longer friendly. form, mm. like Warn Warney and so on, Yes. where there's some part of the the new form that allows you to recover the full one. Okay, right? so Kath is what drives me nuts. Does? I, I get Kath all the time. I shall avoid it scoop. I don't think you call me Kath, but I think... I never have. Kath, but it's when someone would, trying to be friendly, mm. shorten Catherine mm. to Kath without invitation. Well, that's the thing, you see, because I think with when, when someone's got a special form of their name, you ask them which one they'd like to be called by. Yes. I'm yep. occasionally called the Rollster. Rollster. Which doesn't, doesn't bother me much. Rollo. Rollo. I'm also called Prof. But oh, then, of course, that's, that's because nice. I am one. But I was called that at school because I was studious. <laughs> and that is so a that would nickname. be a nickname. That's Prof a nickname. is a nickname in that yeah. context. Okay. And Bluey for someone with red hair or Chalky for a teacher. Mm -hmm. Not the teachers use chalk much these days, but still, no, yeah. you know, it's an associated property. Now, the thing about, about nicknames is that I hadn't, I hadn't realized this until I went to Winton. There are all these people called Peter. 
Right. But they each had a nickname, and the nickname was unique. So instead of saying Peter so-and-so, Peter so-and-so, you just used their nickname, and that was a unique way of getting their attention. Gotcha. So one was called China, and apparently because that's his eyes were vaguely Chinese. And there's another one who was called Belgium. And I asked what that was, and he said, it's an indigenous word for very fast. And all his mates broke up laughing. I think he was pulling my leg. Well, maybe he was very slow. Maybe he was. Because, again, sometimes very short people are called lofty, and some, sometimes very tall people are called shorty. Australians love being perverse, and we do this all over the, all over the landscape. Sometimes, like, um, say, Wally Lewis was called King, Gary Ablett, the, f- the, f- the footballer, was called God. Um, sometimes they're whimsical. For example, there's a character called Selwood. In fact, there are, I think, three of them who play AFL, and they're called Bunnings because at Bunnings they... Sell, sell wood. wood. Oh. Uh, there was <laughs> there was a uh, a rugby league player in New South Wales called Sigsworth, and his nickname was What's a Packeter? What's a Packeter Sigsworth? Got it in oh, one. Right. Now sometimes your nickname can be longer. Sometimes, very often, it's shorter, but it's generally unique and distinctive, and it's a way that people know you to refer to. And if you don't use it, it says immediately. Either I'm a member of the out group, I don't belong to these folks, or I'm cross with you and I'm going to use your ordinary name and I want you to know it. So nicknames have got a pretty a pretty wide range. Sometimes we use them to refer to people from states. So a banana bender is a Queenslander and a crow eater is a South Australian. Uh, cockroaches are New South Wales. Actarians are from the ACT. Actarian. Yeah, ACT. Oh, that's a lame yeah. one. All right. Um, sand gropers are from the West and so on. Apple Islander from Tassie. Oh, Top Ender. Yes. From Now, that one isn't the really territory. a nickname so much. But it's a way of gritting a group of people or an individuals. Um, sometimes like Weary Dunlop. Right. Now, that yes. was a lovely name for yes. some a man who had a fan- fantastic career in the war as a doctor. Um, Menzies, Robert Menzies, was known as Pig Iron Bob. Not by of, his close friends and associates, probably. I think more or less everybody. Um, and uh, you know, I've known kids at school who were called Stinky, and that wasn't very friendly. But see, this is it. Nicknames can be terms of endearment or probably a term of abuse, really. But they can be particularly at the start. But the funny thing is that once they take root, it's actually rather difficult to shake them. You know, you don't actually get a second nickname very often during your life. The ones that you've given early do persist, unless you go and live in a completely new town and and present yourself with a different name and a different set of properties. Um, We got lots of them for nationalities like Pom for British people, Hun and Jerry and Kraut uh, for Germans. Again, Part of war propaganda, generally not very complimentary, mm-hmm. right? But they these also pass. Um, and uh, there are some, for example, like Tojo. Now, this is a Toyota Land Cruiser, the old one, the old square one that opened up Australia. Uh, Ad- Admiral Tojo was a very famous Japanese um, sea leader. But people called their, 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 um, their Toyotas Tojo as a kind of I guess, affectionate thing. We're getting so many of you calling through in order to right. speak to Professor Rolly Sussex, uh, Prof, or what? I mean, do you have a nickname that's not Prof? 
um, is profit. Just the rollster. Rollster, but yep. it, that's a diminutive, uh, isn't it? Diminutive. Diminutive. Um, it it really is because the yeah, roll is because rolling. Roll. Okay, one three hundred triple two six twelve is the phone number. Kiri. Hi. Hello. Is indeed that your real name? Yes, that is my real name. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my nickname is Billy. And how did that come about? Well, I was living in the UK and um, I was an Australian living in a house full of New Zealanders. <laughs> I had a very clever friend who um, decided to call me Billy because that was, I guess, short for Kirribilli House, which is obviously where the Prime Minister of Australia yeah. lives. So Billy kind of has stuck with me for the last 20 plus years. Yeah, That's great. and so Kiri and Billy, and again... When you need to tell the backstory before you understand how these things come about, and that's actually pretty clever on the part of your New Zealand friends, so that um, no Kiri and Billy they give you the other part of the name, as it were, and it's a kind of compliment, you know, the sort of person that might live in the Prime Minister's house. Well, you do know. you like Billy? Do you go by Billy, Kiri? Oh, we've lost Killer Kiri. Hello. Oh, we'll see if we can get Kiri back. But um, that's just got me thinking about. Uh, Kirribilli. Mm. What, if, what do you know? What that that word? Is? I take it it's an indigenous Australian. It's word. an indigenous name. I have no idea what it means. Okay, one three hundred triple two six twelve is the phone number. That's one three hundred triple two six twelve. Billy, do you go by Billy Kiri? Uh, well, my, yeah, my husband calls me Billy, and I've got maybe sort of two other friends that sort of still call me Billy, but it's not. I, I actually get um, Kizza as well. Kizza. Kind of really annoys me. Okay, now, Kizza is a diminutive, and it's because the R very often turns into a Z in Australian... Now, these are diminutives again. Yeah. So Sharon is Shazza, and and, uh, Terry is Tezza, and Murray is Muzza, and so on. I get Fino. Fino. I don't mind it. Yeah, but that's not the Z one. I'll take it. But Kizza is, it's if you like, two levels down. So we've got Kiri becomes Kizza, all right, but then the Billy bit, is another one as well. And again, using someone's nickname is a, a kind of statement of friendship, maybe even intimacy. Ideally you know, it is. I know. Ideally I'm, I'm part of your in-group. Mm. And if you use it, let's say um, you're, you've come out of a football match and your team's won and the other team's lost and you're t- talking about one of the other players that played badly. Now, if you say, oh, so-and-so was bad today, the people from those supporters may well take offence that you're you're crossing the boundary of, of propriety you shouldn't be saying these things about their player ah so these things can be quite tribal you've got to be a bit careful let's let's find out chris and karina hello uh, chris or spud yes spud how did you how sir did you come to be uh, spud were you sitting inanimate on a couch for one day too often no nah, my last name's murphy yeah and lots of people call people that spud. They do. Murphy, you get called spud. Yeah. How, how yeah. is that? I've had it for 50 years. Yeah. Murphy is Irish and Irish is potato. Remember the Irish potato oh, famine and so on in the 1820s right. and 30s. So I, f- I guess Murphy, people in, called Murphy are often by default given the, the nickname spud unless you can generate another one. Could, do you mind the name spud? No, not at all. Like you were saying before, it's not offensive. No. <laughs> It's actually quite affectionate, and particularly when you're with your good friends at a barbecue or the football or sporting events or whatever, you'd expect them to use that and not, and not Chris. 
Do, do people ever call you Chris? Hang on, we'll see if we can find out. Do, do, do you ever get called Chris? Chris? Bosses at work call me Chris, but most of my workmates call me Spud. Ah, right. Okay, so that again, this is the, your close friends, your peers call you by your nickname, and it's almost as if the bosses haven't yet been given permission to take that liberty (laughs) with you, right? Yeah, probably. When you become the boss, you can choose whether you want to be called Spud or not. (laughs) Good on you, Spud. Good Good on you. Uh, Fran? Hello, Fran. Yeah, hi, how are you? Good, mate. What's your nickname? Um, it's Beebs. B-E-E-B-S. How did that happen? Um, well, my husband's family, that all of them have nicknames. He's one of eight children and pretty much everyone has a nickname. No one uses their real name, so it's very confusing for... For outsiders, yeah. New members coming on, yes. So um, we've been together for over 25 years and when, when I came on the scene, they started calling me Franny Banani. And so I was Franny Banani for a while, and then I was F Banan. And then a niece who is now in her early 20s, um, they were trying to teach her how to say Arnie Franny Banani. And it just sort of came out as BBBB. So then I became Arnie BB, and then that became Beebs. So I've been Beebs for, you know, close to 20 years now. Um, so, yeah, that's how I, I... I always wanted a nickname that bore no resemblance at all to my and life. you've got one yeah and again the 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 story of how this came about is a kind of family secret isn't it yeah it's that real tribal aspect that you're telling me yeah. you're telling us about fran what was the middle one you franny franny banani how did you get from there to beebs uh then it became f banan they shortened franny banani to f banan and okay. then they were trying to teach my niece ah, how got to it. say yes, yes. Franny Banani or mm-hmm. Arnie Franny Banani or Arnie F. Banan, and she just could, obviously, she was two. She yeah. managed that, so it became... That's right. Mis- mispronunciation, in a way. I- I've got one of those. When I was the first grandchild in my family, and I couldn't say grandpa when I was tiny, and I said papa. Now, after that, all of the following grandchildren picked up papa, and he became papa to everybody. And still was when he died. Uh, yeah. So that, you know, the you can unintentionally establish a whole tradition of family Well, my, my mother didn't want to be granny or grandma or nan right. or anything. Mm-hmm. And there was, we've got four grandmas for the four-year-old because divorce on both sides of right. the family. So nana was taken anyway. Right. Granny was taken anyway. So mum said she'll decide and we ended up with Rara because that's just oh, okay. the, the way that my daughter began nice. referring to her. So mm-hmm. a nickname, as you say, can really be a beautiful organic thing that's right. like that or it could come from a mispronunciation. Yeah. Thanks, Beebs. Uh, Richard at Bigara. Uh, Richard, I guess there's an obvious nickname for you there, is there? Hang on. Richard is on Five. Let's see if we can find Richard on line five. Richard, hello. Hello, Cat. Hello, Prof. Hi there. Um, my, my name's Richard, and I have a pretty obvious nickname. Yes. They, they call me Dick. Where yes, of course. Where does that come from? Oh, that, the Richard was Rick uh, in one of the shortened forms, and Rick, I think, was either misheard or willfully mispronounced as Dick, and that goes back hundreds and hundreds of years. It's a bit like people call like. Teddy and Edward? Yes, or more particularly Robert and Bob. Oh, you know, where's right. The, where's the B come from? Yeah. These are very, very old. They're part of the way English people have talked to their friends uh, for hundreds and hundreds of years. And I don't think anyone knows the, the real origin of, of Dick. But it's now, it's now absolutely standard. And what, I think you, 
if you really want something distinctive, you're going to have to get your friends working on it. <laughs> have you got okay. another nickname? Uh, yeah, that did when I was young. I used to, uh, my friends used to call me Stunt, S-C-U-N-T. And it was because my father was an aerobatic pilot. Oh, cool. Okay, <laughs> well, so that by association... Stunt, son, son of Stunt Man. Yes. Uh, he wasn't so much a stunt man, but he used to be aerobatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, the, um, the some of these nicknames, one of our politicians, I won't say which one, is called Potato Head by some of the of his opposition. Oh goodness! And and no people. I do mean, is that a nickname? If it's somewhere, if it's a name that isn't yours that is used against you, it's still can a it be a nickname? Oh yes, not just an insult. Yes. After all, the the various names for should we say Germans in the Second World War mm. were used by the British against the Germans. The Germans would never use them about themselves. They were still nicknames. Well, speaking of the Second World War, Clem in Far North Queensland. Hello. Hello. Kamikaze. Kamikaze, yes, but I had two nicknames. Uh, a family nickname was from my younger brother who wasn't very studious, and um, he called me Prof, just like you, Rolly. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, but the Kamikaze came about when I was playing rugby union and uh, for Nudgee, and um, it was particularly dry one year, and we are in our uh, grade 12 year, and uh, just happened to uh, tackle uh, my opponent in a dust pile, and uh, I dived and hit the hit the um, the dust, and the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, in other words, you were you were the fearless tackler. Yeah, of uh, course I was a breakaway. Yeah, well, you broke. I hope you didn't break anything on that occasion. Not that time. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. And that again, from it can happen from one event, uh, one particular mishearing of words or whatever, and these things just then get stuck. And and do your friends all call you Kamikaze now? Uh, when we get together, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have our fifty-year uh, annual reunion uh, from Nigel Boys um, this year. Okay. And do the rest of the members of your team have names, nicknames oh, too? Heavens, yeah. 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 Uh, 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 Gumtree McMillan. He was our line-out specialist in the, in the first. first. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So because he was so tall. They did. Dead right. He was six foot four. Oh, right. Okay. I wish I were. Um, so that again, uh, a feature which is which makes you distinctive from the others, and it can be a physical feature, it can be behaviour, mm. it can be an event. All right, but it's it's a it's a way in which you do strongly express some relationship with the other person. Yeah, and I like the way it sticks. I, my grandfather was uh, assistant police commissioner in PNG and had light hair, and he was snowy. Yes. but it wasn't white hair, but forever snowy. And now people will mm-hmm. refer to him as Snowy Feeney and not at all by his name. Okay, to the point yeah. that many of them don't even know that Snowy wasn't his actual. Right. Name. Well, I was called Snow at school okay. because I had very very fair. Yeah. Right, right, right. And now I'm white again for different reasons. <laughs> ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland's where you find yourself this afternoon. Ten minutes to two. The ABC's Lord of Language, Professor Rolly Sussex, with you having a word in your ear. And we're focusing today on nicknames, very different from a shortened version of your name. This is a name that might not have anything to do with your name or, or maybe even anything about you. Uh, by the way, Ash Barty is up 5-4 at the moment. This is the semi-final underway at Rod Laver Arena in the Australian Open. Uh, Sophia Kennan is serving now to stay in the set. American Sophia Kennan. So come on, Ash Barty. Uh, Steve, you have a nickname for your daughter. G'day. 
G'day. How are you this afternoon? Good, thanks, mate. Poo Poo well, Bear, I, I, is it? I still call my kids by their nicknames. I hardly Cute. ever refer to my daughter as Melissa and my son as Joshua. Uh-huh. And my daughter, when she was eight months old, I had her cot pulled up next to our bed. And one night I heard this massive explosion in the cot. Oh, yes. And my, and my daughter went to bed wearing her disposable nappies, of course, <laughs> and she had on this orange farmer's, uh, you know, overalls with teddy bears all over it. Mm-hmm. And the explosion was the fact that she had a little bit of a tummy trouble. Yes. And it came up all the way up instead of going down, and it came right up under her neck and out the head. Oh, my and goodness. Oh, <laughs> terrible. Oh, and I had, oh, yeah. And um, I, we put the nightlight on. Of course, we had to clean up the cot, take her straight to the shower, but it, it came out like a v- volcano lava flow. <laughs> Thank you and, for the detail. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. The trouble is, does, does she his, still acknowledge it when you use that? Yes, I still call her Pooper Bear. <laughs> and she had teddy bears all over her jumpsuit. And, the, and a couple of months ago, I was coming home on the train, and I was just looking for a seat, and I just happened to be sitting opposite her, and I didn't even recognise my own daughter. And she said, Dad, and the first thing I said, Poo-poo bear, what are you doing here? <laughs> and my, my son was always called Munchkin Boy, and I'd never call them by their real names. Yeah. And even when I was growing up, my mum and dad grew up in India during the days of the Raj when my grandparents got posted out there. Yeah. I was always known as Buddha Boy by yeah. my dad, yeah. and my sister was Putu. Ooh, that's yeah, obscure. So- yeah, well, it's all Hindi names, and I never know what... Of course, yeah, from another language. Okay, thank you, because the, the other language ones are really tricky. Yeah. yeah. I've got one. Some, this is a very famous sportsman who is only known by his nickname, really, and that is Tiger Woods, right? Now, his name is not Tiger. His name is actually Eldrick Tont. Wow. And Eldrick's a great name. Eldrick I would have Tont gone Woods. with Eldrick. Well, yeah. But, I mean, but, that's so distinctive, isn't it? But that's he's now really... called Tiger and the Tiger and so on. Oh, and right. this is a case where the I think the, the, the nickname is actually taken over, the naming rights, and he's never known as anything else. Yeah. Um, there was a, a player in AFL a few years ago called Bruce Duell. He was known as the Flying Doormat. Yeah. Um, well, see, this is interesting because Dave and Roma sent through a text message. And I, and I know we were talking earlier about nicknames and if they are designed to be insulting to the person that you give it to. Mm. Can they still be a nickname? You said yes. He's, he's called them knock names. The spin on a nickname that is an insult. So Dave and Roma has said that he had a knock name, uh, not a nickname, at high school, which was Mod, and it started because he made the mistake of saying that I could sing better than that when a song came on. Yeah. Uh, you know, whenever he didn't like the song, I could sing better than that. So the other boys started calling him Modest Man, shortened to Mod, and he just owned it. So okay. he called it a, a knock name, which okay. I think is quite cute. It is quite cute. Because I feel uh, like I don't... I mean, I know, yes, you're yes, right, because you're yeah. the professor. But well, a nickname to me, me right. is, is, is something that should be an affectionate... Yes. You know, even if it's a sort of a daggy or mm-hmm. like sparred maybe isn't outwardly affectionate, but it's used affectionately, yeah. as opposed to a name which is a term a of reference down. to someone okay, that is yeah. actually a put put down yeah yeah we ought to have a special term eek name nickname by the way comes from old english eek name and it simply means your other name so that's where nickname comes from okay uh speaking of producer rob minchel has a nickname for his little one robbie what what is it well she's called georgia roley and like Many people call Georgia or George. I suppose it's obvious that they become Georgie Porgy. Ah, right, yes. So the Porgy bit is actually taken from somewhere else. Yeah. The Pudding and Pie. Yeah. It's a rhyming name. It's Georgie yeah. Porgy, Pudding and Pie. Uh, kissed, kissed the, the girls, girls and made them, made them cry. cry. And right. it's King George the Ooh. Third? I think so, yes. 
One of the ones who went mad. Yes. They <laughs> all went mad. Oh, well, they all spoke German, apparently, apart from the last one. Is that correct, Rowley? Uh, many of the early ones did, and so, by the way, did Queen's Victoria. Um, and, of course, Albert was German. So the German language was, was endemic around the, around the... I wonder what they called each other. Ah. I don't. I was sweetheart was because, my nickname. Is oh, my family sweet, right. sweetheart? Because there, there are some, you know, like Peter the Great and Ivan the Terrible and Vlad the Impaler. Oh yeah, uh, which are given to rulers because of certain properties of their behaviour. But is that a nickname? The someone, not, not the strictly, someone, but it no. is. It again because you don't use them when addressing the person. No, a nickname is is characteristically when you're talking to the person or about the person. Whereas I think, you know, Ivan the Terrible, which is Ivan Grozny in Russian, I'm not sure that people would have dared to use that to no, his face. No, or Vlad the Impaler or for Vlad, fear yeah, of being impaled. Yeah. Hey, it is uh, coming up to the two o'clock news. We're going to get the last word from Professor Rolly Sussex in a moment, your Lord of Language. But very briefly, on the subject of language generally, Lindsay, you've got a question for the good professor. Yes, the question I wanted to put to you last week and ran out of time mm. was uh, there's there's been a I think an increase in the use of that for people yes. and who for animals and creatures and I think that um, that's contrary to the English practice which I was taught when I was in primary school mm -hmm. by a, uh, our headmaster was straight from England. And he said, who for people and that for things. Right. The rule used to be, the way you just described it, in the interim, that is now usable for anything at all. So the man that I saw, the tree that I cut down, the dog that I bought yesterday, the idea that I thought up, right, all of those can be that. What's interesting is that who is starting to be used for animals, but really for animals which are domestically close to us. So dogs and cats and guinea pigs and so on, particularly dogs and cats and, and things which have a higher um, intellectual capacity. Not the Queensland lungfish necessarily. Not the Queensland lungfish. Mm. I don't think so. It's a shame. It's a wonderful but creature. The, it's, a nice, it's a nice compliment in a way, <laughs> you know, the, the dog who. Yeah. But strictly speaking, it's not grammatically But this is all correct. the fur baby thing, right? Yes, isn't very it? much so. Is that an American thing? Fur babies not particularly, no. As far, not as far as I'm aware. I think we all do it. Uh, where it began, I don't know. Yeah. But certainly the rules of English about the use of that uh, and who and which have become much more flexible. Should I use who to refer to an animal, Rolly? I wouldn't, unless you want to make a particular point. Okay. You know, this is my dog who saved me from the snake or whatever. You might just do that. This is my dog that saved me from the snake. Yeah. Would be more acceptable. This is the dog to whom I give command. Uh, no, okay. I don't think so. Who owns who? Who's who so. in this zoo, Rolly Sussex? Time for your last word, I think. And you've done a beautiful segue with that name. <laughs> Here we go. My dog used to chase pe check people. Sorry, used to chase people on a bike a lot. It got so bad. Finally, I had to take his bike away. Oh. Chase people on a bike a lot. Oh, bike on a bike or a bike. Yeah, bomb tish. Rolly Sussex, your very own Lord of Language on ABC Radio, Brisbane and Queensland, with you every Thursday from half past one right here. And you can contact Rolly and have a chat. one three hundred triple two six twelve is the phone number. Of course, you can find the Rolly Sussex podcast, A Word in Your Ear, via the ABC podcasts or anywhere you subscribe to your favourite podcast. You can follow Rolly on Facebook as well. Just look for Rolly Sussex, A Word in Your Ear. Stay tuned to ABC Radio. Anywhere, anytime.